Welcome to Spark People Radio, inspirational, motivational, and educational radio guaranteed to spark your day and spark your life. I'm your host, Lily Hills, your coach, your buddy, slash wing girl, on your road to the fittest, happiest, and healthiest you. I'm hoping to be your weekly dose of inspiration to keep you focused on all of your fitness goals all week long, because you and I know how challenging some weeks can be, and frankly, Having an encouraging voice is far more beneficial than having a Debbie Downer voice. So we've already got enough of that negativity going down with our own chronically busy and often worried minds. So you got to have a team around you, a high-powered positive team to help you to make any shift in any behavior that's not serving you. And people ask me all the time, how did you lose that 65 pounds and keep it off for the last 15 years? And here's my answer. Load yourself up with education on the best way to eat with you for your body, move your body in fun ways as much as possible, learn how to manage those emotional appetites, those times when you eat when you're not really hungry but you're bored or lonely or unhappy or stressed, and get big time support. You're going to want all of that if you're going to reach your health-related goals as quickly as possible. And if you can afford to, I highly recommend getting a personal trainer for the gym That's the physical side of it. And then a therapist or a coach or a counselor for the emotional component. Because if you're prone to binge eating or emotional eating, coaches and counselors help you to work out those larger issues that lead to the emotional eating habits. Do not attempt this at home alone, my friends. And if you can't afford those, no sweat. Go for the free resources. They're out there. Support groups, spark people, school or work counselors, teaming up with a friend, starting a group at work devoted to fitness. You always have options, even if there's a voice in your mind that says you don't. That's the voice you want to learn to ignore, my friends, because it's flat out wrong. And there are lots of people out there trying to help with the obesity crisis we face as a nation, people who genuinely want to see all of us healthier, which means happier, including New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. And uh, I don't know if you've heard, but under his watch, New York City has required food chains to post calorie counts, banned trans fats from restaurants, and fought to limit the size of a soda. That one he couldn't get past, but he outlawed smoking in bars and restaurants and at parks and public beaches. This man is serious about health, and New Yorkers live close to three years more than the national average, and three years longer than they did a dozen years ago. So Bloomberg's concluding, we must be doing something right. So Mayor Bloomberg is continuing his campaign against obesity, this time by urging New Yorkers to take the stairs. He's having city agencies promote the use of stairways through signage and uh, instituting smart design strategy for new construction. Obesity is the second leading cause of preventable death in New York City, just after smoking. So half the adults in New York are overweight or obese, and close to 40% of New York's public school students from kindergarten to eighth grade are also overweight or obese. So he's getting serious. He's, he's, he's lowering the boom on this one. Obesity costs the city about $4 billion a year in health care costs. So in a recent press conference, he said, I'm not here to tell you how to live, but some argue that he's doing just that. And the argument against what he's doing is that everyone's entitled to make bad choices. And I get that. We are. But is that really a good argument? You know, in my mind, a good argument is usually highlighted by something that's beneficial to people and not an excuse for behaviors that aren't good for you. And, you know, basically I look at it this way. 
We have to look beyond ourselves to future generations. And if we're role models for kids by taking the stairs instead of elevators, we're supporting our kids in healthier lives. And I say they're the priority. That's the ultimate litmus test as to whether or not a mandate's a good one. And very few people could argue the point that being a good role model by moving more is a bad thing. And again, we have to look at the bigger picture in terms of what it is to be human. We humans are often drawn, often against our will towards the easy route. So for me, I say, I need to cowgirl up. Having a little push to do the more challenging thing, like taking the stairs, can be a good thing. As long as the motivation behind the suggestion is to help people and not to hurt them. And I think Bloomberg means really well. He really wants to help. He's not benefiting personally from it, other than the satisfaction of knowing he's helping. So that's why I'm behind him. And, and I know there are those out there who don't want government interfering. But in my mind, again, when something's being suggested that's unquestionably healthier for us, then it's a good thing. We have to take each recommendation independently rather than saying this is the government's way of slowly taking over our lives. So support, crucial. Bloomberg's trying to put something in place to help people. I give it a thumbs up. Let me know what you think about that by messaging me at sparkradiolily.com. Next up, we have a lady that's lost 70 pounds who we're going to be chatting with, whose mantra is, say no to fleeting pleasure, say yes to lasting joy. You're going to love her. You're listening to Spark People Radio, supporting our listeners and learning the healthy, permanent, and pleasurable approach to getting into the best mental and physical shape of your life. Sometimes that yard can seem like an obstacle course, full of flower beds, bird baths, and shrubs. Good thing Craftsman Innovation can help you maneuver those obstacles with ease. With the new Craftsman Turn Tight Tractor, the industry's tightest turn just got tighter. The improved 6-inch turning radius provides more maneuverability and precision so you can get around almost anything that lies in your way. This tight turning eliminates the hassle of repositioning your tractor in an effort to get a closer cut. Find Turn Tight technology across Craftsman Lawn and Garden Tractors. Craftsman, trust in your hands. Available at Craftsman.com, Sears Ace Hardware, and Sears Hometown Stores. Welcome back to Spark People Radio. With more than 15 million members in over 100 countries, we're spreading the positive spark across the globe thanks to you. I'm Lily Hills, and next up, are you feeling a little hopeless or even possibly frustrated around your weight release goals? Well, never fear, my friends, because our next guest is going to share her story of losing 70 pounds. She's going to tell us exactly how she did it. So welcome to the show, Olivia White, and congratulations on your impressive feat of losing 70 pounds. Very cool. Will you please tell us what started you on your journey to your healthiest weight? Uh, sure. So uh, in about the fall of 2009, um, I, I weighed myself and discovered at that point that I weighed 245 pounds. Um, I had always struggled with my weight. It had been an on and off battle, but it seemed like I'd put on an extra 50 pounds almost overnight, and I really had no idea what to do about it. Um, my sister was the one who directed me towards Spark People, um, and I had actually signed up for it even a few years before that, but I'd never really done anything with it. Um, but once I realized um, that my weight had gotten so high and was so out of control, I knew I was going to have to commit to something. So I went back to Spark People, and that was the point at which I decided to actually try out the Spark Diet. Um, and it, it's all sort of uh, worked out from that point forward. I started losing weight. And so with 
Was there something uh, that was your aha moment that made you feel like, okay, I've, I've got to take control of this? Did you have one of those or was it a subtle change that happened? Um, yes, actually, I did have I did have more of an aha moment. Specifically, um, that year for Labor Day, my family and I we'd gotten together and had a big picnic and um, you know lots of eating and and fun together with the family. And my sister had taken a series of photographs that day. Um, and I actually uh, later saw a picture uh, from that day, and I was just really really shocked um, to see how I looked in that photograph. Even though I knew how much I weighed physically, I just hadn't been able to really connect with what that meant um, until I saw that picture. And that was a point at which I decided um, that I needed to do something. So it really just boosted your focus because you, you use that experience, which I'm sure I know from my own experience looking at pictures of myself, 65 pounds heavier, that there was a part of me that felt depressed about it, but another part of me that was motivated, that internal voice that said, take action. This is it. No more. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, so, I, and I didn't really know what to do. Um, but when I went to Spark People, I actually found that there were, you know, steps. There was a beginning point and initial things that I could do to start making change. Um, so that really helped me. Yeah, it's interesting how it's just having a little bit more information and a structure to work within that makes a big difference. You know, it's when we're kind of loosey-goosey about it and we don't have a strategy for something as important as making a big shift in terms of how we're treating our body. It takes longer. So Exactly. Prior to that, I had I had tried diets and I knew about dieting, but I had never thought of it as a lifestyle change. Uh, and so going through the Spark Diet and taking initial steps like tracking my nutrition um, and actually seeing how much more I was eating than what I should have been eating um, was a real wake-up call. Well, one of the things I love about your Spark page is that you have listed on there the different uh, the different weight loss goals that you had. You broke it down. Ten pounds here. Then I get a manicure, pedicure. Five more mm-hmm. pounds. I get that cute top I've been looking at at the store. <laughs> you know, final weight loss, trip around the world. I mean, that's just, it's wonderful to break it down into smaller chunks because then when you reach it, there's an enthusiasm that happens along with it that builds the momentum. So exactly, exactly. Was, I have I have pretty big goals. Ultimately, I want to lose a total of ninety pounds. So, um, when when you're looking at that large of a number, uh, it can be very easy to to start getting discouraged because you're thinking in terms of such um, big numbers and big changes. But really, those small changes and focusing on the small numbers helps you build up to the big number over time. That's right. And it doesn't even have to be things that you're buying yourself. You know, it, it can be something like, all right, when I'm at that weight. I'm going to grab that pair of jeans I've been holding off on wearing mm-hmm. and try those on or, or what have you. But whatever motivates you, whatever gets you excited is definitely the way to go. Whatever makes you feel like, gosh, I'm just a few pounds away, I can continue to listen to my body because would you say that's what it comes down to? Really listening to your physical body instead of the emotions that make you want to reach for food you're not hungry for. Yeah, that's that's definitely a huge part of it, um, and and it's really it's a tough part, but really rewarding to learn how to sort of listen to that internal voice that actually tells you what your body needs, um, especially if you've been disconnected from that voice for a long time, which I feel that I definitely was. So, how do you, when you had that urge to eat, or when you have that urge to eat and you're not hungry, mm-hmm. how do you transcend that? How do you motivate yourself to stay focused? 
Well, it sounds a little crazy, but I talk to myself. <laughs> that doesn't so sound I'll crazy actually... at all, Olivia. That's the smartest <laughs> thing you can do. So please so share I'll more. Actually, I have to sort out, you know, sort out the voice that's saying this is what you want. Well, what you really want is a brownie when you're not hungry and you don't necessarily have the calories allotted for it. Um, and I have my sort of more rational voice that can counter that and say, well, you know, do you really need to have that? Um, you know, it might be, and it, it's possible that the answer is yes. You know, it's not about deprivation. It's not about, um, you know, very dramatic, um, severe moderation. It's about being able to suss out whether or not, you know, it's, it's sort of worth it. So I can, I can have that conversation with myself now and figure out if it's worth it. And if the answer is no, then maybe I won't have that. If the answer is yes, okay, maybe I'll have that, you know, today. Beautiful. I talk to myself all the time, Olivia, all the time around a number of different subjects. So it's one of the smartest things you can do. And when we come back, Olivia is going to be giving us some nutrition tips and some other things that she did uh, in terms of taking control of her relationship with food and her body that are going to make it easier for the rest of us. You're listening to Spark People Radio, a program designed to support you in experiencing the delicious and rewarding feeling of being healthy in every sense of the word. This piece of road intelligence is brought to you by the highly intelligent Audi A6 with night vision assistant. 80% of drivers multitask. Take the guy next to you who's paying more attention to the lettuce between his teeth than the road. Audi. Truth in engineering. Night vision assistance available feature. Do not drive while distracted. Alan Taylor here from The Drive. The Audi A6 is equipped to help you navigate practically anything you may encounter on the road. With features like the available Audi Quattro all-wheel drive and Audi Drive Select, which allows you to adjust the car's handling and responsiveness. Visit your local Audi dealer to learn more. You're listening to Spark People Radio, a show designed to remind you that you're just one workout, one meal, and one thought away from getting back on track with all your health-related goals. And what matters most is not what you did in the past, not yesterday, not the day before, but what you do from this moment forward. I'm Lily Hills. I'm your host. And we are talking with the lovely Olivia White about her goal to reach a 90-pound weight loss. She's 70 pounds into it. She's feeling good. She's feeling like she's really connecting with that part of herself that wants to be healthy and happy more than she wants that little kick of extra food throughout the week. And Olivia, before the break, we were talking about how important it is to really have that internal dialogue with yourself or even that external dialogue where you're saying, what do I really want here? Sometimes we have to give up what we want now for what we want most. And one of the other things you talk about is the importance of proper nutrition, knowing about proper nutrition and not going overboard on it where you can't feel like you can't have that cookie or donut or ice cream when you really, really want it, but just having a, an understanding of nutrition so that you've got a structure to work within. So will you tell us a little bit about some of your nutritional tips and some of the things you do when you're cooking at home to make it easier on you? Sure. What I try to do for the most part now, I don't follow any set diet, but what I do try to do is ensure that most of the food I'm eating um, is what I would refer to as whole foods or primary foods. That's mostly fruits, vegetables, um, lean proteins, and, and some complex carbohydrates. Um, so generally speaking, I'll make sure that every meal that I eat has some, uh, you know, some sort of vegetable. Um, for instance, if, if I'm going to have eggs in the morning, 
Um, I won't just have eggs. I'll, I'll cook some tomatoes or some spinach into my eggs for breakfast. And at lunch, I'll have, you know, a salad with some chicken. And, and the most important thing for me is just making sure that most of the food I eat is not coming from a package. It's not processed food, but rather um, something that you could find in roughly the same condition in nature. So you could just you know, pluck it from a tree um, or, or from a vine or something like that. And that's not at all the way I was eating uh, on the path up to 245 pounds. Um, most of the food I was eating was, was processed or had been prepared uh, in a restaurant or some sort of fast food. Um, so changing uh, to this style of eating has, has really changed my outlook on nutrition entirely. Now, is it easier than you thought to eat in this particular way? I mean, because sometimes when we talk about just eating whole foods, it can sound boring to people, but are you able to make those foods unbelievably delicious so you're psyched for your meals? Absolutely. Um, just to give you an example, um, you know, just last night, uh, my husband and I made a, a curry uh, with vegetables and uh, and potato dumplings, and it was really good and, it, you know, tasted like something you might find in an Indian restaurant and was spicy and uh, and otherwise just delicious. So just because it was primarily made with vegetables doesn't mean that it was boring. Um, on the contrary, it was very enjoyable. Um, I know that when I initially started eating more fruits and vegetables, it, it seemed sometimes like a, a hassle because you have to do some prep work, cutting up vegetables before you cook them. Um, but once you become accustomed to that initial investment of time, it's pretty easy um, and pretty tasty. Yeah, it's just breaking that habit. One of the things that I sometimes do if I don't have the patience around preparing a meal is I'll put on something on my computer. I don't have a television anymore because it was one of the ways I lost weight was letting go of the television and my mm -hmm. nightly habit of watching, you know, three to four hours. And now I have my computer, but I'll, I'll download something that I find inspiring. So as I'm cutting up vegetables or making my delicious, healthy dinner, I'm entertained, so it makes it a little bit easier. That's kind of a good way sometimes to segue into it, especially if you live alone or no one's yeah. in the room when you're preparing the food. You know, yeah. I actually do the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I listen to Spark People Radio while I'm chopping up my vegetables. <laughs> I like your style, Olivia. You know I'm loving hearing that. Have you found that it is easier to prepare the meals in advance? Do you have a strategy for, uh, for cooking in a healthy fashion? Is there a way that you've made it a little bit easier? Uh, absolutely. I do do some batch cooking. Um, I probably only cook maybe two or three times a week, but I'll make enough each time to carry over to the next several meals. Um, so that makes it easier to find the time because I know I'm not necessarily going to be in the kitchen every single day. Uh, I can just make a larger amount and be able to uh, not have to worry about it for a few days. That is so incredibly smart. I want to get, and I've never heard it said that way, batch cooking. Mm -hmm. So if you do a soup or a stew or uh, you cut up a huge amount of vegetables on your Monday, then mm -hmm. it can take you through to, to Wednesday or Thursday. And if you've got kids, get them involved too. You know, as mm -hmm. long as they're not really tiny, get them used to cooking so they know how to prepare it. Because if you set them up early on in life for success by involving them in the cooking process, even though it can be annoying sometimes, you know, especially with the cutting of the vegetables, that's something they can absolutely do. So I encourage yeah, all. Yeah, that's definitely something I wish I had learned about earlier from the beginning because it's such a significant part of maintaining a healthy lifestyle. You absolutely have to cook. <laughs> you do. You do. And I'm, I'm going to up my ante this year because uh, my girlfriend says I have a tendency, Karen says I have a tendency to prepare 
rather than to actually cook, which means I'll do, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I want food fast, I'm all about, you know, throw this salad together. I've got the pre-washed lettuce. I've got, you know, the pre- And that can be good too. Sometimes when you're running short on time, preparing is still better than, you know, just going out and getting something totally boxed or, or frozen or processed. Um, So yeah, throwing together a salad can be really easy. It's true. And Olivia, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your success story because everyone that hears a success story, there's a little little light bulb that goes off in their head that says, I can do it too. So congratulations again and thank you for hanging out with us this afternoon. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. So next up, my redheaded co-host will be joining me and we're going to talk about the hottest topic trending on the internet right now all over the world. Can you guess what that is? Stay tuned. You're listening to Spark People Radio, 15 million Sparksters teaming up to get in the best shape of their lives, one day, one workout, and one meal at a time. At Bridgestone, we say our passion for performance knows no bounds. But what does that mean? Well, it means that we're so passionate about tire technology that sometimes we find ourselves wondering what might happen if we apply that passion elsewhere. Like, say, furniture for your home. Oh, yeah. A sleek black tire tread sofa that can stop on a dime, with matching end table that can handle any road condition, and, uh, uh, well, perhaps we'll just stick to tires. Because really, tires are what we know best. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. You're listening to Spark People Radio, the brainchild of the Spark team who wants you to experience the delicious and rewarding feeling of being healthy in every sense of the word. I'm Lily Hills. And I'm Karen Hudson. And the word is out, people. It's time for a royal celebration, because the royal baby has arrived. It's a media frenzy. (laughs) Truly, they're going nuts over in England, actually all around the world. The tiny little man is named His Royal Highness Prince George of Cambridge. He'll be the third in line to the throne. Number three. I can already tell that I'm going to want to break into an English accent. Me too. I'm already heading there. (laughs) Well, my very first long-term boyfriend was English, and he used to say my accent was more Cockney than anything else, uh-huh. like Monty Python's group. Oh, yeah. Remember the first time we were ever in England? We were in England together, Lily, uh-huh. at 17. I think we both took on an English accent. <laughs> we liked it so much more than our American accent. It's, it seems so plain. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Well, little baby George, I have read, is named for his great-great-grandfather, George VI, the father of Queen Elizabeth II. Mm-hmm. And his full name is George Alexander Lewis. See, there I go again <laughs> to the English accent, which is quite a departure from the traditional four names for a royal baby. Count them four. That poor baby has to remember, (laughs) typically. And it's also a departure in terms of the birthing process because historically, when a royal heir is being birthed, the room had been filled with witnesses to make sure there wasn't a switcheroo going on. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So back in the day, it literally, the, the birthing room was filled with statesmen and judges and dignitaries. Can you imagine? Uh, it, it literally, that is appalling to me. It is. The poor ladies who used to have almost complete strangers watching her do perhaps one of the most intimate things you can possibly do. One of the most special moments of your life. Sacred. Yeah. Well, speculation over the royal couple's choice of name has run wild 
since the time the Duchess of Cambridge's pregnancy was announced, with the Brits betting on front runners with and without strong historical precedents. Oh, this yeah. cracked me up. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're going nuts <laughs> over there. The betting houses in England are blowing up with favorites for the baby's name, including George, Philip, and Arthur. And girls' names, they were voting and betting on Alexandra, Charlotte, and Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, there were some also some outrageous options out there, which cracked me up too. Chesterfield and also Chardonnay. <laughs> that just that, sounds so pretentious. The one that cracked me up where there were a couple of jokesters that were placing bets on Psy. Mm, PSY. Uh-huh. North facing uh, odds of 5,000 to 1 after Kim Ye's baby, Kanye West Kanye. and Kim Kardashian. Yes. And other unlikely choices included Rumpelstiltskin. No, come on. Joffrey. Now you're making it up. <laughs> Charming. Oh, charming. And Kong bought oh. up the rear. Kong as in king? As in king. 500 to 1 odds. My gosh. That is <laughs> hilarious. They're having a ball with this. But, you know, betting wasn't the full extent of the craziness. I read one survey that said that some UK moms were waiting to choose their baby's names until after the royal baby arrived and was named. Because there was a couple of days there where he was he went nameless. <laughs> Which kind of cracks me up. You know, they had nine months to choose. Tiny royal baby. Lots of time. <laughs> but no, no name. Well, it's the pomp and circumstance. I, I think that's what it must have been. Is known it for. must have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's cute because it, because it was a boy. There were all kinds of blue celebrations to congratulate Kate and Will, like the uh, CN Tower in Canada. They decorated it with baby blue lights. I saw that. And the Tower Bridge in London lit up in baby blue even Niagara Falls was blue as the open sky. <laughs> That's so cute. I it love really that. Sweet. And they did that, of course, the 41-gun salute. Ah, you can't miss the 41-gun salute. Three solid minutes of cannons going Dang. off. Dang. You know, I'd have preferred a piano yeah. concerto. That would have gotten annoying yeah. after about 30 seconds, yeah, I think. It's something a little more subtle. You know, bouquet of flowers, fabulous. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> Baby blue flowers. I read a hilarious tweet that said that there was a top team of medics caring for the Duchess of Cambridge. Only the best. Of course. Reassuring to those of us who were worrying that it was a team of top-headed chimpanzees <laughs> that might have had the job. I know. You know not, just, not to worry, they're the top tier. Well, who who else would get the top tier? You know, this, this media frenzy doesn't seem quite fair given that equal attention wasn't given to the 361,000 babies born that Aww. same day, every single baby is sacred, and I wish there was that, that much excitement for each one. You know I love babies. Oh, my gosh. Do I know that you love <laughs> babies? <laughs> Listeners, you can't even believe how Lily responds to a baby when we are out on walks. You know, here we're trying to keep our heart rate up, keep it up. Lily will stop dead in her tracks if there is a baby or a puppy but babies, she is guaranteed to stop. Sometimes I down the beach, I see a baby coming. I'm like, all right, great. We're going to get a break in a little bit here because <laughs> Lil's going to want to stop and just coo around that baby. Just take a hit of that baby smell. She loves them. Uh, we both do. Sweet. You know, it was cute because the announcement around the baby's birth was posted in a golden frame and placed on a royal golden easel. And I heard one comedian say, don't look directly at the picture, for it will 
dirty it with your peasant eyes. <laughs> I mean, they're having a ball with this. <sighs> that totally cracked me up. Oh, the monarchy. It's such a fascinating but almost bizarre tradition like powdered wigs. Oh, yeah, powdered wigs. Yeah. Glad they're gone. They're, <laughs> oh, I think they're a thing of the past. Well, we wish Kate and William and baby George every happiness and every baby born every single day because they're all equally precious. Absolutely. So next up, have you been wondering about that kettlebell craze? They say the benefits are huge for lean muscle, strength, and fat loss. Kettlebell expert and fitness guru Paul Katami is going to tell us the pros and cons of this new fitness craze. You're listening to Spark People Radio, a team of 15 million people looking to get in the best shape of their lives so they can enjoy more freedom and fun and have less stress. Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auction, celebrates their inaugural auction at Hot August Nights 2013 in Reno, Nevada. It's August 8th through the 11th. To kick things off with a bang, Barrett-Jackson has announced the Barrett-Jackson Cup with a $40,000 prize purse, with $20,000 being awarded to the car that earns ultimate best-of-show award during downtown Reno's show and shine. Tickets are available at BarrettJackson.com. That's BarrettJackson.com. You're listening to Spark People Radio, the show for those who want to get beyond excuses and frustration around their fitness goals and move towards them with support, inspiration, and the information to make it happen faster. I'm Lily Hill. And I'm Karen Hudson. And there's a new craze in town, friends. It's called the Kettleball Workout, and we have with us here celebrity trainer and informational guru, Paul Katami, who's going to tell us about his this fitness fad that's supposed to be much more than a fad. Oh, yeah. Spark People's coach, Nicole, reviewed his DVDs and said they are the best instruction she has ever seen on DVD to date. That's nice. really quite something. She says they're... His combinations are fun, challenging, and unique. Love it. And his workouts were extremely effective and intense in a short amount of time. And you know Coach Nicole is a discerning DVD watcher. It's exactly She's right. Making DVDs herself. She knows a good <laughs> DVD. So thanks for being with us, Paul. And we've been hearing a lot about your passion for helping others to find a workout practice that's most efficient to getting into shape. So we want to first off start with this question, Paul. What is a kettleball? Give it to us straight well, up. Well, first of all, <laughs> thanks for having me. And the first thing I'm going to do is I hate to make a correction, but it's a kettlebell. But what I, you we, said as okay. kettlebell is very common. People say that all the time. I'm glad we yes. weren't the only ones because it looks yes. like a ball, not a bell. <laughs> Why do well, they do that to when us? Someone says, I'm going to come take your ball class. And you're uh, like, you're wait right. a second. <laughs> it's a bell. <laughs> well, you know, you think of a bell that you're going to ring it, not swing it, you know? <laughs> Right, exactly. So this is a kettlebell, and yes, they're amazing because, um, I mean, about eight years ago when I first kind of picked up a kettlebell and started working with it, um, I did Olympic lifts only, and I was so profoundly moved by how intense the workout was in such a short amount of time and how unique the forces were on my body. I just thought I have to adopt this tool and work with it and was very lucky to work with great people 
and developed a group fitness application that then led to the DVDs for home use. And so happy Nicole likes them because, as you said, she makes her own DVDs. Exactly. So. She would know. <laughs> yes, it's nice to be peer-reviewed well, that's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So, Paul, what do you recommend for people that are just getting introduced to kettlebells? How, how do you suggest that they start out so that they don't strain anything and kind of ease into the whole concept? of kettlebell it's a, training? It's a great question. I think a lot of people see kettlebell classes or kettlebell workouts and they immediately go to fear, like, oh, that might hurt me. It looks a little intense, you know, my back. Or I got to tell you that if with the right instruction and taking it easy, starting with a bell that is of the proper weight for you at your level of um, you know fitness is the best way to do it. And I think that's the trick is a lot of people you see in the gym They'll watch someone do something, and then they'll try to mimic it. And it happens in gyms all the time. What we were trying to do with kettlebells is saying, you know, these are skill-building exercises. It's not just a bicep curl. It's, you know, a chop and an overhead press or a clean to a rack or a swing that all have these really defined, detailed elements that you need to learn and build skill in your body. It's one of the biggest differences between other workouts and kettlebells is how your body reacts to that and how your mind really connects to trying to understand the new skill in your body. Um, so people come to it with that appreciation that you're not going to be perfect at it the first few times out and that it's going to radically change your workout and your results. And if you pick up the right amount of kettlebell you know, weight and you work with you know, very careful instruction, you can actually become a kettlebell master very quickly um, and, uh, and learn to absorb those new forces and learn to really benefit from those new results um, and take it farther. So I tell people, just pick up a bell and try it. And every single person that has done that with me has been very moved by the experience and loves it. It almost sounds to me when you were describing some of the motions earlier that it's almost like a dance. Swinging the yeah. bells and it sounds very it sounds very mobile. It is. Um you know, many times workouts get defined by this is fat burning or this is, you know, a calorie torching or this is muscle sculpting. The cool thing about kettlebells, it's all of those things mm -hmm. because it's a power and endurance workout that incorporates one key element that you don't get to use a lot in most of your workouts, and that's momentum. So many years of practice, people have told us, you know, as instructors and trainers, not to use momentum for exercises because it takes the force out of the muscle, which, you know, reduces the amount of effort that you're doing. But with the kettlebell swing, which is the cornerstone movement for kettlebells, when done properly, it's actually a muscle sculpting exercise and a calorie torching exercise um, that incorporates power and momentum and that's really different. It's it's unique. And because of that, people are seeing those results come so quickly. That just sounds good. Would you say that it's faster in, in terms of getting muscle tone? It's faster than traditional weightlifting? Well, it, I would say yes. Um, and my experience makes me say yes because there's another unique property to the kettlebell. And that's the fact that it has that, that handle on the top of it. Um, if you think about picking up a regular weight and you hold that weight in the palm of your hand, the center of gravity or the center of mass is right there in the palm of your hand and it doesn't move. So when you're moving the traditional dumbbell or hand weight, you're really creating what it's one force. The force is fixed because of the way you're holding it. The U shape on the kettlebell 
offers this dynamic fluctuation. And I love saying that because it sounds really important. Sounds really <laughs> good. But, I'm impressed. Uh, I'm really, sold yeah, already. Dynamic fluctuation. Um, <laughs> but what it means is that when you're doing kettlebell exercises, when you're holding on to that weight, it does two things. One, it, it offers you this really this world of new exercises that where the bell part, the body part of that bell is moving around. So it becomes dynamic and the forces are dynamic. So it changes completely the way your muscles react to the movement. And the secondary thing is that handle actually increases the lever arm um, that you're working with. And we all know that the longer the lever arm, the better the workout, the more muscle recruitment and more force and resistance is needed to make that exercise happen. So my answer is, yeah. I mean, if you have a longer lever and dynamic fluctuating force, it leads to a much better workout. You don't have to do as many reps and the results come faster. We're talking with Paul Katami, fitness guru and kettlebell expert. And hang with us. He's going to be giving us He's going to be sharing more tips and tricks designed to get us in the best shape of our lives. You're listening to Spark People Radio, a show designed to make it easier for you to keep your focus on all of your health and fitness goals and have more fun at the same time. Is your car talking to you? Do you hear a squeal when you step on the brake pedal? Chances are this is the brake pad wear indicator telling you that it's time to replace those brake pads. Your Haynes manual will lead you through this relatively easy procedure. Over 400 Haynes manuals are offered covering most vehicles on the road. For information on a repair manual for your car, go to Haynes.com. That's Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S dot com. You're listening to Spark People Radio, your go-to show when you want to be reminded that you have everything it takes to reach all of your dreams if you get focused and take action, starting now. I'm Lily Hills. And I'm Karen Hudson. And all you athletes out there, why waste time experimenting with weight loss tactics that just don't work? Don't do it. With the Spark Solution, you'll spend only two weeks jump-starting your weight loss. Whether you want to lose 10, 50, or 100 pounds, this book will set you up for a lifetime of healthy living by helping change the way you think about weight loss and setting goals that you'll stick with. Learn more about the Spark Solution at sparkpeople.com slash sparksolution. And we're here talking with Paul Katami, fitness guru, kettlebell expert, and trainer to the stars about the kettlebell workout and its multiple benefits. I'm already sold. And Paul, before the break, we were talking about how this is a form of exercise that can get you fit fast. So will you share with us if there are any dangers or moves to avoid in the process of getting into shape? It's a really important question. Um, yes. I mean, I think that if you have anything in your body, injury, progressive injury, something that's going to be prohibitive from certain movements, that I always tell people you should recognize that and, you know, really honor that in your body. Um, particularly because the kettlebell swing and many kettlebell exercises are going to come from what I call like a hybrid of the deadlift and squat position. And the number one thing I see... The dreaded squat, Paul. The dreaded squat. I know. I know. (laughs) If you like kettlebells, you have to love squatting and deadlifts. You must. There's no question. Um, (laughs) Okay. I see people doing this wrong in the gym all the time. And I say wrong, you know, because I want to make it better. Uh, but people squat to swing, and that puts a tremendous amount of pressure on your back. 
it's absolutely the wrong way to make the kettlebell swing with momentum. You want to hinge forward like a deadlift. And by doing so, you're, you know, you're, you're, your spine moves forward and you're unsupported and you've got this weight and momentum. So you have to make sure that you have no issues in the lower back or in the spine um, that will cause any irritation or injury there. Um, but when done correctly, it it could be actually a an exercise that helps you rehab um, some 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 back muscles or injuries that you might have, depending on um, your physician's uh, goals for you. But um, I think that's the biggest pitfall is watching people squat to swing. I I feel like I have this strange like paternal instinct to, to go up and tell them <laughs> that they or, need or, to do it properly, or give them the link to your website to get them to your DVDs in order to do it correctly. Is that exactly. it is so important to do these exercises in particular correctly because you're dealing with a big weight. And that, that makes perfect sense, Karen. So, Paul, will you share with our listeners what's the best way to get your DVDs so they can find out, get really solid training early on so that they don't injure themselves, but they can use it to get fit fast? Absolutely. Well, um, I've got several DVDs out, um, and they go, they range from the very beginning, you know, kettlebell exerciser to the more advanced and um, there's a few places. Uh, you can visit me at my website, which is just paulkatami.com. Uh, the DVDs are there, but they're also on collagevideo.com, um, some on Amazon. So if you do a little Google and, <laughs> and um, just, just I think because you can you, find every possible way to find a DVD in a kettlebell. And just because you didn't, Paul, I'm going to spell your last name for our listeners. It's Paul Katami, K-A-T-A-M-I. So thank you for sharing that with us, Paul. Thanks, Paul, so much for being with us. We're going to have you back on because we like your style, mister. And we like your moves. I love you every minute of it. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And that's it for this week's folks. Thanks for being with us. And as of this moment, you're armed with some more great information to get you jump-started on your way to your healthiest weight and happiest self. So please don't forget to spark friend us so you can stay in touch with what's coming up next on the show. We love our friends. So Spark Radio Karen, Spark Radio Lily. We'd love to connect with more of you. And this week, remember, even working out 10 minutes a day is huge if you're just getting started on your fitness program. Get on a streak, 10 minutes a day, every day. The tiny steps are the key to transformation in your life and transformation of your body. So don't think 10 minutes is a small deal. It's the beginning of something beautiful. Until next week, spark on. Are you using your smartphone to listen to music in the car or for GPS navigation? How would you like to do both without the risk of getting a ticket or causing an accident? Check out what's new from Kenwood, the number one mobile electronics brand in the country. With Kenwood, you can connect to your smartphone and safely control all your favorite apps by touchscreen while enjoying that legendary Kenwood sound. Learn more by visiting liveconnecteddriveconnected.com and to find a Kenwood dealer near you.